right, it is Tuesday, December 17th, and it's another live GenCast. So excited about this one because it's another Try It Tuesday. We're trying an app called Dot. Now, this is one that the whole premise behind it, I know a lot of young female entrepreneurs are going to be excited about because uh, it has a little bit something to do with Steve Jobs. We have the founder on who's actually going to talk about it. And Steve Jobs, I know a lot of you have read his biography, and I know all of you have watched this keynote, the Stanford commencement address. And so I think it's going to be something that hits home with a lot of you, especially as the new year comes. This is a new app, and Esther is live with us right now. Esther, thank you so much for joining us on GenCast. You're welcome, and thanks for having me. So Esther, the the story, when you go onto the website, and let me show you guys the homepage, it's awesome. So on the homepage, at the very bottom, you've got the little Steve Jobs head. What? How does this fit in with your app? What is that all about? So the app is about um, connecting the dots and really doing tiny little action items to get you to um, your your dream or the project that you're working on to actually get it done. So really, um, Steve Jobs kind of, he he his philosophy was all about how you never know which thing will help you or which thing really pinpoints you into figuring out like some kind of new innovation in the future. And his quote about connecting the dots, um, I really resonated with that while I was building out this project, and I thought that it really kind of epitomized what the whole um, app was about, which is, you know, you do one little thing a day and you're gonna actually get there, but the most important thing is to keep your, your visions or the most important things in front of you and making sure you're working towards them. So the app really, that's what it's about, it's just helping people do that and, getting, and doing it in an as easy and fun way as possible. Now, are you the only, are you the, the founder of this? What does that look like as far as um, how this got started? Because like we said, it's a new app. We were just talking before this that it went in the App Store in November. It's crazy. So congratulations first on, on that. <laughs> so tell us more about the team behind uh, that put this out there. So so essentially, um, the, the concept, it was my concept. Um, I developed and I designed the UI and the UX on the project. So I figured out, I mean, I could have designed the app in a hundred different ways. So I spent a lot of time figuring out what's the best way of, of actually making this concept into an app. Um, I did have a, a really great tech team on board, which actually uh, co- did the coding and um, did the technical side of things. And um, I also have a small marketing team and editorial because editorial is really important for this project. So there's a small team involved with that where we onboard all the experts with their content and make sure that all the content is great that goes into the app. Um, we also we also are curating the experts, so there's a lot of outreach and speaking with a lot of different experts and you know figuring out which ones we want in the app. So um, so there's a lot of a lot of different teams involved with this, but overall um, the concept the concept took took quite a number of good talented people involved to bring it out. Now, is this under another app um, company or is this something that you you created? Is it something that you sought out, you know, financing for? What does that look like? Yeah, so we had a, a seed round for this um, and mainly angels, angels um, where it's, you know, obviously its own app company. But this is the first product um, that we brought to market. So uh, we started with the iOS app. You know, we're going to create the Android app next. And there's a number of different things we have in mind of how to build up 
out this concept as we go along. And how long have you planned as far as your roadmap with this app goes? Like you were mentioning the Android app. Is that something that you have six months out, you have a roadmap planned, or is this is it constantly evolving as you go? A lot of it has to, is evolving because um, I'm very heavily um, looking at the analytics and looking how people use it and constantly doing, doing more user testing to figure out the next best thing. Like Android is definitely a must that has to get done. I mean, everybody's asking for it. So I know that that's like the next thing on the, on the plate, which has to get tackled. Well, but, why did you choose um, to go iPhone first and not Android? I've heard a lot of pros and cons about choosing which platform um, to, to focus on in the beginning. So, you know, when I started the project, I had talked to a lot of developers who were iOS and Android and um, people who did a lot of mobile. And um, most of them recommended going iOS first. I mean, actually all of them did um, because Android doesn't have that many limitations on what you could put in their store. There's not there's not a big approval process. Um, you could literally design things and just get it into the Android store. And Apple has many more design constrictions. You have to follow uh, their guidelines. So it makes more sense to design it with the restrictions in place and then just roll it out to Android afterwards versus doing it the other way. It's it's more difficult the other way. Also, I um, another reason I it was because I felt that this app, because we have in-app purchase, um, Apple users are more known to spend more money on apps than Android users are. So um, I thought that it would be much better to test with the iOS market first. Well, and I want to talk about those in-app purchases in just a second, but before we get into the actual app and looking at what it is and how young female entrepreneurs in particular can be using it, um, now, do you have an engineering background or is this something that... Um, you know, you had to find a co-founder or a technical co-founder for what did that look like? Um, so I do not have a technical background. Um, I have worked with startups before in tech, um, but more in the marketing and UI UX side. So which is I, really I, important. Yes, yeah. So I wasn't completely in the dark, but uh, there were a lot of things that I had to learn. I do not have a technical co-founder, so essentially that was my role as well. Um, over the last year, I learned how to code, which oh has really helped me a lot. Um, before that, I, I knew how to troubleshoot on coding. Um, I've done a lot of different e-commerce projects. I've never done mobile, so I spent a lot of time kind of playing around with Xcode and Objective-C, and um, I, I spent a lot of time learning Ruby on Rails this past year as well. Now, did you take any classes for that, or was that something that was self-taught? Um, so it was a mixture. So I took some She'll pop back up in just a second. I know it. <laughs> All right. So if you're joining us live now, what's happening is uh, we're talking to Esther. She's the founder of Sochi.dot. It's an app for um, for uh, it's an app for life planning. Um, essentially, it's going after the Steve Jobs. Um, uh, Steve Jobs. Hi. Oh, here she is. She's coming back. <laughs> it's going Sorry. after the Steve Jobs commencement idea that you never know um, how you're going to get to a certain point, which she was explaining. So let me see if we've got her picture back. So Esther, we have your voice. We don't have your video yet. So let's just go ahead and, um, so you don't have that engineering background you were saying. And um, it was, a, there you go. There's your video. Hi, Esther. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, so um, you were saying you don't have an engineering background, but it was self-taught and you took some classes. Yes. 
So, I mean, as far as Ruby on Rails and doing, I mean, I know a number of people, Las Vegas, um, Jacqueline Jensen of TicketCake.com, she's now learning Ruby on Rails and she's Instagramming some of the things she's creating and it's really exciting for people. Now, as far as when you go to pitch an, an angel, is this something that you already had wireframed out? How did, at what point in the development process did you actually go and try and seek funding? So um, I had I had a general idea, um, some wireframes, but I really got um, the angel funding really early on, like much earlier than most people do, um, because it was personal relationships. It, it was angels that I had talked to for a couple of years, um, and they had seen some of my other work. They had seen um, they had seen my concepts, just like what I thought would do well online, and pretty much a lot of the concepts that I told them would do well online did really well over the last couple of years. So, so that part of it, I got it, I got the angel funding pretty, pretty early on. Um, and yes. So it's really just building up those relationships and making sure that you have a proven track record. So they're investing more in you. So than necessarily, you know, proven that your idea works. Yeah. I think, um, early, early seed funding and angel funding is all based on, on the person more than the concept has to be obviously something that is in an area that could do well, but you never know how the concept is going to play out. And there's going to be a lot of testing and, and things you got to do to get it to do well. So it's more based on the team and the people. So I want to talk about um, the, like you were saying, the in-app purchases and go into what the app actually is. And so I'm going to go ahead and put it on the TV behind me and see if this will work out so you guys can see it. It's probably a little bit tiny. But um, I started, so I, I signed up yesterday. Um, I logged in and uh, signed up. And so uh, first of all, it's Soshidot. Um, it's S-O-C-I-I-D-O-T if you go into the App Store, search for it. And, um, oh gosh, it is pretty tiny. Let me see if I can just big my, make my picture look a little bit bigger. There we go. Um, so uh, the sign-up thing. So here's one of my things that I've always had an issue with with apps is when you guys make a sign-up, uh, again, like create a whole profile and upload a picture and that we're not using an OAuth type of a situation where we're going in with Facebook or Twitter, is there any reason why you made um, the app, and this, is, this will just enlighten all of us, why do we have to create another profile? on your app rather than so, just using Facebook or Twitter. So when um, when I designed the app or as we were building out the app, we a lot of the functionality was built around users and what a user will do with their stories. So we so we designed it that um, that it was built out with those user profiles. Now it's fairly easy to add in the Facebook um, login, um, which I am planning to do as the next rollout for the next rollout. Um, I wanted to see how the app would do without it, just kind of to see how users would, um, if they would sign up and if they would start using the app without it. And because there's a lot of, in the development community, there's a lot of kind of pros and cons with having those onboarding, like through Twitter or Facebook or, or Google+. Some people say it's great for the app. Some people say it's not. Some people say it's great to have your own um, where you could sign up through an email or you could sign up through those. And kind of the jury is still out on which way is the best. So I went out version one with just our own email and then the next rollout I'll probably be adding in Facebook I think that's great. I mean, it's another lesson in that, first of all, you've already taught us that you don't necessarily need to have to be that, you know, uh, seasoned coder to be able to put an app 
out. You don't necessarily have to have a technical co-founder and you don't even have to have a proven uh, concept to get funding. So that's all awesome, first of all. And then the second thing is that uh, you don't have to have it completely. I mean, like you said, there's a roadmap to all of this. There's there's certain things that you're going to be putting out in the future and you need to just make sure that you're testing all of your concepts. So once I logged in, it looks something like this, if you guys can see. Um, it's it goes into this big screen here and you'll have to tell us and walk us through um, this Esther it, it says stories up at the top and it says you don't have any stories yet create one to get started what's a story so every single goal that you're gonna be doing or any big project that you're that you want you really want to do that's important to you what the app does is it creates a story from it. So you essentially will be creating a story. Now, you can create the story in two ways. You can go and do it on your own. So you can create it from scratch where you're just taking pictures and adding in lines of text of what those things are you want to get done. Or you can create it from a roadmap from an expert. Now, a roadmap is essentially 20 tiny little action items that are tried and true tactics from experts. So they're either tactics that they've taken themselves that have helped them be successful in their area, or it's things that if they work with a whole bunch of clients, they know work with everyone. So there are tiny action items that you could do that don't take a tremendous amount of time, but will help you move forward. And um, if you download a roadmap from an expert, you can also customize it. So if something is not exactly um, exactly the way you want to do it. You just customize that particular, what we call dots, that action item. All right. So now we're talking about these dots and, um, you mentioned before about monetizing and working with all of these experts. So you have two clients here, really, you have the person that's purchasing the app and that's hopefully going to be purchasing these dots, um, or the roadmap type of, uh, or whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, and then you also have the experts who are creating the content and, and, uh, really putting their name behind it to sell their expertise. So tell exactly. us more about the, how, um, because there's a number of young female entrepreneurs that are watching who I'm sure would love to be in this app and be an expert and have people follow their dots, especially you have their clients use it as an accountability system. So tell us more about how, first of all, you become an expert in your app and then also how you would, I mean, what type of uh, monetization they could have from having their name in here. Sure. So we look for experts that have a certain following, like in, in a specific niche. We have 12 different categories in the app. So, um, you know, for instance, lean entrepreneur or chief innovator are two different um, categories in the app. So we're, we look for people who are very, very specific for those areas. For instance, um, one of our in chief innovator, we have um, an author who wrote um, how to be innovative like Leonardo da, Vin um, da Vinci. And his book is a bestseller. Um, and he, he wrote a couple of roadmaps for us where he has, an, he has a following, just people who are interested in being innovative. Um, and that's what we're looking for, like those kind of like niche markets where very specific topics, um, where he has some kind of a following. Um, and he is an expert in that specific area. So, so the roadmaps we have from him are, are really great. Um, they're for people who want to come up with product ideas, who want to be more innovative. And, you know, in Lean Entrepreneur, we have lots of different things like how to come up with a product idea, how to um, create your business plan, like anything that will ha help an entrepreneur. So if someone has like a specific area of expertise, definitely we want to speak with them. We do a rep share. So 
we do a rev share. So anyone who purchases that roadmap, the, the expert gets a percentage of that. We get a percentage of it. Um, we do also, we are very heavily involving the experts in our marketing campaigns because I, I view it as it's a combination of knowledge. It's a combination of different personalities. Like that's what that, that's what's going to help people give them that kind of baseline to get their work done by just having access to this kind of expertise. Um, so I think anyone like who fits in that criteria definitely would love to talk to. So it's $1.99 to purchase all the roadmaps. Is that a, a straight across the board price? So it's across the board. Every roadmap is $1.99. Um, we will be testing out uh, pricing as we go along, but we went out with this pricing based on what ha- what did well in our user testing, also what does well in apps in general and in app purchase. We looked at um, game apps. We looked at all kind of apps, and we figured out a price point from there. Okay, well that makes sense. And then as far as like you have Natika Chopra on, uh, who yes. is someone that's uh, you know she's a well-known young female entrepreneur um, as I see it, and she offers a number of of different roadmaps. Now as far as that goes and how she's creating that, do you give them full freedom of what to create? Like you were saying, who um, the Da Vinci uh, man who created that program? Uh, do you have any type of editorial? Um, uh, oversight with that? Yeah, so we do try to make it as easy as possible for the experts to um, write the roadmaps. So we give them we give them guidelines and we give them templates to use. Um, the topics are, it's kind of a, I would say, a collaborative process, but usually the topics, the experts know what topics are good because it's based on what people are constantly asking them and what kind of advice people constantly want from them. So. You know, if, if they have a lot of their clients or people asking them, like, how do I do this kind of thing? That's usually a good topic. So what we do is we work very close, closely to make sure that the topic is very specific and defined enough that every single, every single action item they put in that roadmap is specific enough and tiny enough that people can actually get it done. All right, and then you're talking about the actions. Each one is due. Uh, how You were mentioning before the show about push notifications. So when you've purchased a roadmap, you have some type of accountability that gets you there to the, your endpoint, and you have dates set for each one. So what does that look like once we've actually purchased um, a roadmap on the client side? So you you can put in your own deadlines. I mean, when you purchase a roadmap, there are suggested deadlines. So we, um, you know, that's nice. Every, yeah, every roadmap has like an end date. You know, so maybe it's thirty days out from when you started it, and maybe each action has like it's due three days from when you start the roadmap, or four days, or a week. But you can customize everything, so you can go in there and change the deadlines according to what you can actually do, or you could just follow the suggested deadlines. So Esther, to close it up, with 2014 coming up and people taking up uh, big goals and having these roadmaps creating um, different action plans, what advice would you give people to stay to stay accountable to their goals and make sure that they actually get to the very end and have that Steve Jobs moment where they're looking back at the dots? So I think it's important to stay focused. Um, you know, in the app, you can do a couple of different, you could do as many stories as you want, but I designed it that the homepage like you can really fit in like five nicely and 
I, I say don't do, try to work on five, more than five stories at once, but we also have a really nice feature that I think will help people be really accountable, which is you can bring a board of advisors into your story. So oh, anyone yeah, I saw you know. That. that was an awesome yeah. idea. Yeah, so anyone you know who has successfully done what you're trying to do, um, you could just invite them into your story through email or text. And it could be a friend, it could be someone you met at a networking event, as long as you have their email address. And they're in the story with you, giving you advice along the way. So I think that will help tremendously like as a support system and also for accountability. That's a great idea. So Esther, after this, where can we find you? Soshi.com, where can we download it? All of that fun stuff. Yeah, so iTunes, you just put in Soshi.com, S-O-C-I-I-D-O-T. The site is Soshi.com. You can reach me at Esther at Soshi.com if you want to um, reach out directly. Um, and definitely how, look. Is that how uh, people should find out about the coaching stuff to getting into the app? Um, Sorry so to interrupt you. <laughs> you mean if they want to be an expert? Yeah, if they want to be an expert. Yeah, so you know, on the site we do have an expert page that they could just fill out the form. But if they want to, if they're really interested, they can email me directly as well. Awesome. Esther, thank you so much for being on this morning. It's a great app. It's a very smart idea. I love the way that it's it's laid out too. It just makes sense as far as visually how you go through a process of reaching a goal. So Esther, thank you so much again for showing up. Um, hopefully all of you guys will check it out. It's again, Soshi.com. Make sure that you check it out in the app store. It's really easy to download and get started. You do have to fill out a profile, which we've talked about in the past, but it's not painful. So uh, you've been watching Jen Gas, the daily live webcast that happens Monday through Friday here at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. It's been Try It Tuesday. Hopefully you'll show up tomorrow. Our guest is from Cairo. She's going to be talking to us about content scraping. She's been, her her content site is, it caters to um, Arab and, and American women. Uh, I forget exactly how she puts it, but essentially she's had five or six people scrape content off, reproduce it without her, her knowing and have it show up in search engines. So she's going to be talking to us about how to avoid that. Hopefully you guys will show up again. It's at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern here on YFBLive.com. This has been Jennifer Dotto. Hope to see you back here tomorrow. So as